I'm Emily Waldron, and tragically, you are listening to The Long Snapper Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Long Snapper podcast. This is that weird time between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you what time it is. It's whatever time you're listening. This is Adam. Rich is here chuckling away. How you doing, Rich? Hello, mate. I'm all right, thanks. Good, Back in good. Bristol already, which is nice. Uh, how you doing? Good yeah, Christmas? Right. Yeah, really good, actually. Um, yeah, it's we're sort of in between seeing one family and moving on to the next. Which is a nice, nice time to conveniently do this. Um, yeah. Pat is here as well. Uh, coming Hello. At you, coming at you from Stevenage. How was your Christmas, Pat? Uh, let's just say I'm glad to be back home with you <laughs> lot, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> with how us. far in? How far in is anyone likely to listen to this that, that will get you in trouble? Oh, not minutes. I'm not going to go into it on the pod, but um, <laughs> we might go into it slightly yeah. after the pod. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I will look forward to that. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, just three of us. I'll level with you. Um, I haven't watched that much football um, over Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Families, my, like most of my family don't seem to be that keen. I sort of got away <laughs> with watching most of the Titans game on my phone while at my dad's and sort of pretending not to care. And in a way, I didn't care, but you've just had to. Like you feel like if you have to keep an eye on it, and I've maybe watched half of the other games, or at least did highlights form, um, and sort of pick picked and chose, picked and chose, picked and choosed. What's the pro- chosen? Chose like Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard. What can, what can I say? Particularly at this time of the year. I mean, we're <laughs> basically fifty percent alcohol at this point. Yeah, it starts to. <laughs> It says says Rich while sipping a, a glass of pinotage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to change that. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's a significant amount of booze for several days in a row at this point, isn't it? And it's. I didn't drink yesterday. Um, I had to drive back on Boxing Day from my sister's to Bristol, so I ended up not drinking. So I'm making up for it today. I like the way you qualified that with a reason. Like, yeah. I, I don't... <laughs> yeah. I didn't... At this time of the year, it has to have a reason. <laughs> I didn't spend Boxing Day in a drunken stupor because I had to drive somewhere. Um, yes. So, yeah, don't drink and drive, kids. Please. Um, don't, yeah, def- definitely, definitely don't do that. Unless unless you're, say, an offensive coordinator in the NFL, in which case it's fine. They can kind of do what they want, right? They won't end up yeah, in prison. I think that's, that's pretty much how it works. Uh, so, one thing that I can do that I don't require having watched any, any significant amount of NFL to do, is give you guys a little quiz. So here it is. I, I'm going to get you to... It's naming stuff from this, and it's Last Man Standing. Okay. Yay. But it's... I've got two lists, and if Ooh. you win one of them each, there's the decider. Excellent. Good to know we won't have to worry about that. <laughs> Effort for no reason. Good work. We, we, we will see. Um, because when you figure out what both the lists are, logically there should be a decider. <clears throat> um, the first list is San Francisco 49ers starting quarterbacks. Um, and 
the cutoff date for reasons which you may work out is 1995 onwards. <laughs> because so, someone's franchise is a little bit of a baby. We've <laughs> <laughs> probably got a lot more quarterbacks though, because they be all in shit. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 quite a few on each list. Um, actually, I don't. Uh, I'm counting so. So, yeah, last man standing. It's the first list is San Francisco 49ers quarterback. So, Rich, I should logically let you go first. So, yeah, to qualify, terms and conditions, preseason games don't count. Technically, playoff games don't count, but I'm not sure who that would include otherwise. So, it's just having started a, started a regular season game from 1995 to the present day. Click us off. I mean, we kind of have to go with the actual, genuine, real, greatest of all time, Mr. Joe Montana, right? Okay, Pat's Pat's got a point. That's a, a yeah. strong start. Yeah! I, I can't... I Did I just not pay attention to the rules? You crazy oh. up real bad. Pat, do you, do you want to give him a... <laughs> should we give him a second chance? Because I don't... I mean, it is Christmas, isn't it? Apart From 1995. 1995 onwards. Oh, stupid cutoffs. Let's give him a. Do you let's give him a second chance? <laughs> you can have. I'll give you a mulligan, Rich. So in right. the in the slim Fine. slim chance you win this quiz, it will I have. An I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know that I deserve it after that. I really wasn't paying. Having joked about the age of of a certain other franchise, I then completely didn't think about how long ago that was. <laughs> All right. Jeff I loved. Garcia. I loved. I loved the way you went into it with confidence, though. That was that was super. Well, I was half. I was half thinking about going for a more obscure one. I was like, no, let's get the let's get the obvious ones out of the way first. <laughs> let's get the incorrect <laughs> ones out of the way. Let's go with the most obvious incorrect answer. <laughs> right, Jeff Garcia is correct. Of course, it is Pat. Alex Smith. Yeah, absolutely. Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, just about. Barely. Playing just as well as he did for the Niners as he now is at the Vikings. Let's go with Nick Mullins. Yeah, absolutely. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Uh, A man that's going to make both of these lists, CJ Bathard. Yeah. Not the only one, actually. I don't, so I don't Ooh. want to give clues. Don't want to give clues away, but <laughs> blame Gavin. That's the other one. There you go. Oh. I wasn't um, going to do it, but since you led it in so nicely, <laughs> I think he's on the crossover of the time period. So I'm going to go with it and just hope for the best. Steve Young. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, he would have played Trey before. Lance. Trey Lance. Yes. Sorry, interrupted. No, no, no. It's all good. <laughs> all good. Uh, now we're getting into the dregs, aren't we? Um, That's harsh on Lance. No, <laughs> I mean after him. We don't know if he's. Is it though? Yet. Is it? We've no idea. Does anyone know? No one has any fucking clue. I, th- I think we've got an inkling. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he never plays a game in the NFL again. But you know, I I feel sad for him anyway. Um, Brian Hoyer. Uh, yeah, good shout. Good shout. Well remembered. Uh, you have got... No, I'm not, I'm not going to give you any clues. Um, 
Trent There's not many Dilfer. left. Trent Dilfer. Oh, good shout, Pat. Trent Dilfer. Oh, absolutely. Shit. Now I'm struggling. <laughs> Hoyer was the one I was holding back. He is quite fighty. <laughs> is he, though? He strikes me as more of a uh, kicker's build than a, an actual quarterback. What, Hoyer, really? Yeah. He's quite, oh, I think, I think he's, it I might think just be because more... he's bald. Yeah. Baldest. Are you nearly spent, Rich? That's the question. I am. That's the problem. I'm trying trying to pick my brains because I can't think of any... Pat got the one... That I, the other one that I was holding back. Um, there's random backups go. But I'm trying to think if there's any other... I don't think there's any other backups from the era that I've actually been paying attention. Uh, I'm not sure if it helps you, but I think you've every quarterback from let's play maybe sort of 20. Uh, there's one, there's a couple from sort of 2010, I think, but yeah, 2011, 2012 onwards, you've got them all. That's the problem. <laughs> all right, no, I'm out. Okay. First, Not first even point. Yes, come on, man. <laughs> no, because I know Fitz, Fitz Magic never played for the Niners, and he's my go-to guy if I just need to know <laughs> the quarterback. <laughs> um, spoiler: He never played for the Jags either. Um, I'm, I'm helping you too much, but it's it's definitely Pat's point twice. Um, yeah, you only, you on. only get it once. Um, names you could have had: Elvis Gerber, Ken Dorsey, Ken Dorsey, yeah, one. Ken Dorsey. Mm, I wouldn't have got that. Jim Druckenmiller. Ty Detmer, Steve Stenstrom, Tim Ratte, you might remember him, Cody Pickett, Sean Hill, Sean Hill's, I don't know if he's still kicking around, but back up somewhere, Chris Weinke, JT O'Sullivan, and Troy Smith, who I think I think played uh, in London. I should have got JT O'Sullivan, that's annoying, because he does Elvis a lot Gerber. of... Was he on that list? Uh, yes, I, I did I not mention him? He was on that list, yeah. He was my backup backup. Okay, I think uh, he he was the first <laughs> name after Steve Young. Uh, hopefully, said the recording will tell us that. <laughs> I was paying that much attention anyway. <laughs> right, Pat, why don't you kick us off round two? See if you can render the decider a waste of my time. We've got to I... start where we started with Mark Brunel, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely correct. I'm, I'm going to pick the obvious choice and go with Trevor Lawrence okay start at the other end of the spectrum yeah I'll, I'll try and meet you in the middle around well I won't say <laughs> it David Garrard uh, yeah absolutely I doubt I'll get that far Pat but it's very kind of you to suggest I might uh, CJ Bathard uh, uh, no incorrect hasn't started has not started not yet I thought he started a game did I when mislead you injured. by saying when you said appears on both lists because he doesn't? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, I think you did, but never mind. I genuinely thought it started uh, a few weeks back with Lawrence out. Trevor Lawrence hasn't yet missed a game in his NFL career. Wow. I was sort of, when you said it, I was expecting to see, say correct, and then I didn't have it on my list. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I, I, genu I'm not, I assume you started in preseason, but we all know that doesn't count for That's anything. That definitely doesn't count for anything. I, I will play uh, some music. We know, we know you would have won, even, even if I'd made it three or four more players in. 
I was going to be floundering very quickly. <laughs> Matt, like while there was quarterbacks, to be fair. While the music plays, um, give us give us a list. See how many you can name, just quickly. Oh, here we go. Where we get to? Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney, Blake Bortles, Cody Kessler, Nick yeah. Foles, Gardner Minshew, Mike Glennon, Jake Luton, Luke McCown. Yeah. Mm, I might have run out there. Okay, you you could have also had uh, Steve Berline, Mark Johnson, Steve Matthews, Jamie Martin. I do not remember Jamie Martin, do you? I mean, you're more not likely to. Otherwise, I'd have said it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jonathan Quinn, Jay Fiedler, Quinn Gray, Todd Bowman, Trent Edwards. I think that's it. Yeah, oh, there you go. All those household names, good. Exactly. Um, Trent Edwards played mostly for the Bills, I think. But yeah, uh, the tiebreaker was going to be going to be Tennessee quarterbacks, and <laughs> well, it's been just... about seventeen this year. Are there? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, was Derek two. Henry started yet? Two. I mean, he's he's in line. He's uh, statist- <laughs> statistically the best one. A bit like Tommy Townsend is <laughs> statistically the Kansas City best one. I think I love um, I love a running back with a perfect QBR because they've thrown two touchdown passes across a year. I think he's but he's got like five or six now. I think in over his career, his career so, yeah, he's had a few. But there's there was some stat that in fact I'm gonna I'm gonna find it for you. Talk amongst yourselves, but I, I absolutely <laughs> you you messaged me when I was kind of half paying attention to that game, and uh, obviously him throwing a touchdown is is gonna get my attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, obviously, I love that. I don't care that we lost the game ultimately no. because it's a it's it's a better draft pick and so on. Yeah, here's here's the stats. Every player, here we go. Every player since the merger with eighty percent plus completion percentage and five passing touchdowns, including postseason. Derek Henry, end of list. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's uh, good. Like you've you've got to you've got to take these little like these little things to cheer about when it's a really really shit season yeah Uh, my favorite thing about those kind of stats is when you can see that they've picked a very specific number just to cut the list at so it's like 147 passing yards in 17 and a half games some nonsense like that it's like yes of course that list is going to be short because you've deliberately picked specific stats that (laughs) don't really go together (laughs) like rushing yards and passing touchdowns but all the all these statisticians that are working behind the scenes for CBS or whoever whoever's got the game there, you know they've got a list of things that might happen in when they go into a <laughs> yes. game and they've got all this stuff prepared. Like obviously milestones is obvious, but something like that when it's something that perhaps you don't expect, that's where they earn their bucks. And like somebody, as soon as he's throwing that touchdown, they're they're onto the research. <laughs> um, Someone in the background with just. Like a database doing cross tabs and hoping for yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely love stuff like that, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, if you can remember any games, um, if you're listening and you can remember any games over the Christmas period, we're going to review them all. So if you can't, see, this will be helpful. This might be helpful. Um, right. One and sentence. If you can't, we can say anything. <laughs> like Craig last week. That was, oh, that was superb. So good. Right. One sentence reviews, starting with New Orleans 22, LA Rams 30. 
The Saints look utterly uninspired and yet somehow could still win their division. Get it together, NFC South. Cincinnati 11, Pittsburgh 34. The wheels came off the Browning Express and it was Rudolph's season in Pittsburgh, which seems (laughs) apt. Buffalo 24, LA Chargers 22. Dicker the kicker nearly pulled off the upset for the Chargers single-handedly. But if the Bills were going to have an off day, this was probably the week to do it. Indianapolis 10, Atlanta 29. (laughs) The Colts look utterly uninspired and yet somehow could still win their division. Get it together, AFC South. Never. (laughs) That's not happening. Green Bay 33, Carolina 30. One of those good losses for Carolina as Young and DJ Chark got in a bit of sync. But the Packers keep their playoff hopes alive with a late field goal winner. Cleveland 36, Houston 22. <laughs> Much higher scoring than expected, but the result you'd expect for a Texas side fielding Mills and Keenum at quarterback. Detroit 30, Minnesota 24. The Vikings made more of a game than this than expected, but the Lions sealed their first division title since 1993, leaving the Browns as the only team not to manage it this millennium. <laughs> Washington 28, New York Jets 30. That's more like it, you two. If you can't be competent, you can at least be fun. So James <laughs> mate, if you're going to fumble deliberately, you've got to make it less obvious than that. That sounds a bit like that good Panthers-Packers game. Uh, uh, where are we? Seattle 20, Tennessee 17. The Titans look utterly uninspired and yet somehow, oh no wait, they're done for the year. Thanks mate. Jacksonville 12, Tampa Bay 30. More turnovers for Greggs. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> talk about butchering that. More turnovers than Greggs <laughs> for Jacksonville. The joke was really funny when I wrote it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Greg Kett for a second there. He's, he's eating a few turnovers in his time, too. Um, oh, more turnovers than Greg's for Jacksonville as Tampa march on to, dare I say, a playoff berth. It is happening. Arizona 16, Chicago 27. Super Tank Bowl. Dallas 20, Miami 22. Five field goals for Jason Sanders helped the Dolphins secure their playoff spot in a big prove-it game against a good team. How about that? New England 26, Denver 23. Denver fucked this game away as badly as I've ever seen a team do it. Heroic levels of ineptitude from the head coach downwards. Las Vegas 20, Kansas City 14. Oh, Pat. Oh, Pat. Not not you, Pat. The, the, the shit Pat. Um, the shit bloke, <laughs> Pat. Um, is it time to panic in Kansas City? Yes. Yes, I think it is. Probably not. New York Giants 25. Philadelphia, 33. Early on, it looked like the Eagles could score at will and would rob this one, but the Giants showed some signs of life and might have grabbed a win late on if they hadn't been subject to some extremely questionable refereeing. <laughs> uh, finally, Baltimore, 33, San Francisco, 19. Even the referees sacking Lamar in the end zone for a safety couldn't save the Niners from the turnover hole they dug themselves into on offense. Oh, that... That's the only play I want to talk about from that game, is that safety. <laughs> That's one Absolutely of the funniest, funniest things. If you've not seen it, well, I mean, Pat just described it. I mean, the I think the referee had all, already fallen over in the end zone and was on the Pretty floor. Much. Just backpedaling <laughs> wildly, from what I remember. Yeah. Lamar fell over him and it, it the referee caused the safety. 
Uh, surely, surely at that point he should blow up and start restart the game with a drop ball. Yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> Seems like the only fair way to do it. I mean, that was frustratingly about the high point for us. I don't know. I love, I love it when you get because you you then kicked a field goal to go five nil up. I love, I love yeah. five in an NFL score. Yes. <laughs> Four would be the nadir if we could ever get to, if we could ever get to four. Uh, the the one time we nearly got to four, uh, Pat, you'll you'll remember the game in 2018 between the Jags and the Titans, where Jag, I think we muffed a punt or we managed to drop a punt and then pick it up in our own end zone for a safety. And a, a couple of drives later, you hunted it down and we're starting on our one yard line. And instead of doing the decent thing and take the score to four, um, Derek Henry decided that that was a moment to just take it to the house. Um, yeah, that when he retired. What, what yeah, might have been, what might have been. There's a really it's irritating taming... account that retweets that play about once a day, it pops up on my timeline and makes me sad. <laughs> I think there are quite a few of those. I did it's... have a quick look to see if there were any, um, like back in the twenties games that had a four in the uh, in the in the in the game score, sadly it doesn't appear to be the case. But there there are a couple of two nils. Oh, nice! This is wonderful that that three a two a three two would be good. I think I think there might be one. Yeah. Score, yes. NFL the, score origami is the place the, to look. The Dayton Triangles versus the Cleveland Indians. Oh, nice. Back that's in 19, 1921. Are you sure that's not a baseball game? I assume that's like the uh, the New York Giants <laughs> and the San Francisco Giants, that there was yeah. once a Cleveland Indians uh, football team as well as baseball team. But don't have to make it difficult. There was a Chicago Chardinal, uh, Cardinals, Cardinals versus Chardinals. Chardinals. <laughs> Good old Chardinals. Uh, there we go. That's that second glass of wine kicking in. Um, versus <laughs> Should Milwaukee. be the Chardonnays. Then. Milwaukee Badgers. It's a great name for a for a uh, an NFL team. Let's bring that one back. Wisconsin uh, College might have a word. The Wisconsin <laughs> oh, uh, Milwaukee literally that might even be where they play. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> they just get relegated <laughs> to being a college team. Oh, they yeah, literally are. Hey, there you go. Um, How did we get there? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Badgers. <laughs> always the Badgers. Yeah, the the Niners, Rich. Uh, are uh, you? It didn't look good. It was a weird game. I I couldn't watch it live because it was very late on Christmas Day, and I was very passed out by that point. Um, <laughs> but I managed to watch the game in forty, and I'd annoyingly had it spoiled by opening some social media without even thinking about it, and that was the first thing that popped up was a score. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already knew that it was going to go badly, but I didn't, I never mind losing to a team like, you know, like the Ravens or so, someone who's doing very well in a given season, you lose to them. You're like, okay, it's regular season game. It hasn't really affected our playoff, like seeding rankings at the moment. So I'm not too stressed about it, but it was just a weird game. The Ravens, the Ravens played well. Their, their defense caused us problems. But what was frustrating was every time they caused a problem, you know, whether it was batting a pass in the air or getting a little tip on a pass at the line of scrimmage, it somehow just shot straight to another Ravens player. Um, mm. I, I, I was trying to think back. 
and I think there might maybe be one pick that Purdy was actually genuinely accounted accountable for, but almost every other one, a Ravens player got a hand on it, and it just it you know it's the kind of thing that is, is he just bounces somewhere. Does that make him blameless? Though I think I think if it's if it's like a forward pass and it's a d a defensive tackle sticks an arm up and bats it, then it's probably a fluke. But there was one on that that one on that screen. Like I, sure. yeah, I've, I've got to say, you've got to sense of blame his way because you've got to you've got to be aware that that kind of thing might happen. I'm not you... I'm not arguing in any way that he's blameless because obviously if it, if you've got a big guy who goes up and goes to block it and you're not managing to put a bit more loft on it, then mm. that there's an element of that that's on you. All I'm saying is that that ending up in the arms of another Ravens defender happens occasionally. To happen three or four times in one game seems yeah, yeah. very unfortunate if you're the quarterback on the receiving end of that. Um, it it is. Me... I, just, I just think, not. yeah, probably not all of them are, but that, that type of play. Will Levis did a similar thing in two or three weeks ago with a... Trying to trying to dump it off for a screen mm-hmm. pass, and they're they're the ones that are dangerous. Sure, but people forget that he is still not much more experienced than your average rookie quarterback. Maybe yeah, first sure. year, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, a year, a year in at this point, just over a year in, and he will still make silly mistakes that you know a guy who's been playing five or six years at that level probably wouldn't. But even then, like we've you only look at some of the experienced players in the in the league this week who have made some absolutely bonkers decisions you know you look at Mahomes spraying picks all over the place this season um I'm not blaming him when he has one bad game if he has you know if he if he doesn't manage to win another game for the rest of the season into the playoffs then fine you know you start to worry about this stuff but right now I mean it's 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 a single game against a very good team if that had happened against I don't know the Cardinals a few weeks ago then, then I'd be genuinely concerned. That's that's my question, really. Is is do you, yeah? Are the the Ravens are probably the form team in the NFL right now, right? Do, do you does it does but the result by itself shouldn't raise any concerns, but does the manner a bit raise any concerns? Is my question. No, really. because because I think we were still almost in it towards the end, and again, it was just really great defensive play. It, like it, the Ravens felt like they played an out of their skins defensive game in that one and I I never you know you're going to come up against a team like that at times and I don't know that our final two games will give us you know we've got the Washington Commanders this weekend we've got um, the Rams I think at our place you know the Rams will give us some some trouble because they've looked good towards the end of the season but neither of those teams are the defensive behemoth that the Ravens are right now McCaffrey had more rushing yards than the Ravens in this game. He had 80 more receiving yards as well. <laughs> you say that. The problem is we the gave him the ball. Is it's harder than replicating the offensive performance, I think. So, yeah, yeah it's I, I'm with you on this. I think it's, it's really fashionable to pile in on Brock Purdy after this, and we've seen a lot of it in various kind of social media circles. But not all of those interceptions were on him and when you fire a ball through a receiver's hands into his chest and it pings up in the air and gets intercepted behind him, it's harsh mm. to put that on the quarterback who hit him in both hands from 30 yards, you know? It's uh, yeah. not I one think of his performances. One, he's got, he's got a lot of things to tidy up from, but he's not 100% is... culpable for this. 
this is this is where you just want to see a young quarterback learn. This is what it's all about. Like there's there's two that I'd probably say one's definitely his fault and the other one might be, like I said, but it, it's what you want to see is yeah, not to repeat the same the same errors going forward. And in which case that's all you that's all you can ask for, especially someone who is like a low pick, obviously Mr. Irrelevant. It's his second season. It's his first really for the to the number of games that he's played. It's kind of to an extent it's, it's how he plays as well. Like we talked before about he has a good decent number of turnover percentage, t- turnover worthy throws. And he takes risks and mm-hmm. that's won them 11 games and lost them four. And if that's your ratio of wins to losses, then so be it. You can suck up the odd one where a few things don't go your way and it gets out of your control really quickly and you can't get back into it. That's an exciting way to run a season. And <laughs> they're getting more wins than losses with it. So I wouldn't worry about it at this point. Also, one of the things, one of the knocks that people have thrown at Purdy after this game is, oh, they're starting to pick out these college real lowlights where he's made some really boneheaded decisions in college. And there are some awful, awful interceptions, fumbles, shit where he messed up in college. But you look at that player then and this player now, it's like, okay, he learned from a lot of those mistakes that he made then, and he's still learning. Imagine like a 19-year-old only... sportsman not being perfect. Fuck right, <laughs> right. And he's still relatively young. You know, in, in pocket-passing quarterback terms, he's an absolute baby. And so the hope is that, yes, he will continue to understand where he's making mistakes and continue to improve. And he has shown that over the, the short length of his career of, you know, his his turnover worthy throw percentage is pretty high, particularly across that. It's when we're, when he's under pressure, game score pressure, he seems to make some more stupid mistakes than when he's, doing well and everything feels fairly comfortable even if he's behind it's a score or two he feels like he can get back into all that kind of stuff his since the bye week his turnover worthy you throw percentages plummeted it's like a third of what it was before so again it's that hope that he's being smarter about how he runs stuff and and ultimately yeah i'm with you i don't mind if he's a little bit of a gun gunslinger at times because you get stuff like you know, there was the the one where the pocket collapsed on him and you're like, oh, that's definitely a sack. And all of a sudden this this ball appears like a grenade coming out, hits Kitlin's stride and he goes on and scores a touchdown or at least a very deep throw. You know, it's that kind yeah. of stuff that is fun and exciting to watch him play. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think anyone knocking him, there's two, there's two schools of this. There's people who are knocking some of the maybe not smart play in that one, which is, not unfair, but then there's the people that have had their ma- their media narrative of, oh, he's just a game manager, he can't play from behind, all this kind of stuff that is entirely unproven, who are now reveling in the fact that they were right, even though it's one game against the AFC. You started off saying seed. he was too game manager now you're saying he's taking too many risks and causing too many turnovers, and you can't have both of those things. You just <laughs> want to shit on him, and that's fine, but it makes yeah. you less credible as an analyst, if that's what you're trying to be. But it's, if it's... Mark was here, we'd have 20 minutes conversation now, well, conversation, monologue, about how uh, <laughs> Shanahan can't win from behind, but uh, we can probably avoid that. He'd, he'd, yeah. he'd also Te- be telling us about the, the Dolphins and how they haven't beaten anyone. <laughs> <laughs> they still haven't. It's only the Cowboys. <laughs> that we was, should talk about that. We really should, because I gen- like that's a really, really good win for them. Um, mm. the Cowboys, it was not 
maybe as high a scoring game as you'd have expected, but the Cowboys rallied. And so Miami, Miami, Miami had to go go and win it, and they they made no mistake. Uh, the Tyreek Hills obviously not one hundred percent, but they made they're finding they're finding ways to ways to get it done. And I yeah, I, the Dolphins you kind of do we see them as a likely to reach the Super Bowl kind of team? Probably not, but you don't want to face them. I think do. they're a could. If they go on, because they're one of those slightly streaky good teams, but if they hit that streak at the right moment in the playoffs, they absolutely could make the Super Bowl. I don't know if this is the time to bring in. I've updated my playoff machine picks, and <laughs> well, there's yeah, there's there's an interesting discussion about the the Jags that that maybe stems from this, which I want to get, want to get to, but the. The AFC, well, no, I'll start the NFC. I've got the Niners as number one seed. It kind of helped your last two games kind of helps. Um, Philly, Philly at two, same record as the Niners. Detroit at number three, Tampa Bay at four. And then joining those four teams, I've got, I've then got Dallas, Seattle somehow, and Los Angeles Rams, who just sort of sneak in. So the, yeah, the NFC North kind of, they all they all miss out somehow, just sort of playing each other at the wrong time. Obviously, the Green Bay Minnesota game is is huge this week. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I think I had the Vikings winning it, if if the Packers win that, then they sneak in instead of instead of the Rams potentially. So that that's one to keep an eye on. In the the AFC, I had Baltimore as the number one seed. Then Miami, Kansas City, third seed. I don't. I mean, despite how woeful they've been looking, they've got enough wins <laughs> in the bank and a schedule that's that's going to help them get there. Then you've got the Jags at four. Uh, so this is a bit I want to come back to. That uh, I then have Cleveland at Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Buffalo making making the playoffs alongside them. Now, Indianapolis play the Raiders this week, and if Indy lose to the Raiders, the they legitimately could get in themselves. Which seems absolutely <laughs> insane, but they've mm, looked a good. Streak on there, quiet. Yeah, since they changed head coach, all of a sudden they look like a team that has an identity again, and the identity is we're ourselves. Which is fine. Which <laughs> yeah. that, if that works, it's, that works for you. It's perfect. It's for Max what Crosby. you want. It's what you want as as a Raiders fan. You want your team. Did you see? I can't remember who it was, but one of the Raiders touchdown scorers proffered a ball to someone in the crowd at that game, realised that they were an opposition fan and then just pulled it away again? No. Uh, okay, I've seen... Did you see his tweet defending it? No, but I if, loved look it at, if he was doing it deliberately. No, no, well, what he said and what it looked... And if you watch the clip again, because it's annoying because it cuts away at the wrong... At mm-hmm. like the edit cuts away, but um, he, he said he took it away because there was an adult that was trying to steal trying the ball to take from, it. From, the, from the child, so he, he then didn't... Child doesn't end up with a football either way, I assume. <laughs> so, nope. Yeah. Yes, and you look like a dick instead of the guy who was trying to steal it from a child. Ooh. That that was that was his defense. So I kind of had to feel like I should take that at face value. It's <laughs> fair enough. I, it, I just like the idea of. I mean, obviously, as a Niners fan, I don't like the Raiders, but I love the idea of the Raiders embracing being just dicks and, and oh, villains yeah. in that division. Yeah, we need more of that. More, more, I mean, there are a few anyway, but yeah. <laughs> if you being dicks is your identity, I'm here well, for it. Well, Max Crosby is certainly a dick. Did you see him trying to break uh, Mahomes' ankle 
on a tackle where uh, Mahomes was, I think, out of bounds, and you could just see him twist it after the play's mm. over. I didn't. That's but... beyond the line. Yeah, yeah. literally, literally beyond the line. Um, in the, <laughs> if he's going chasing him out of bounds. Yeah, cheap. Yeah, cheap. Sh- cheap shots on quarterbacks or anybody. In indeed. Um, but I, going back to your point around who makes the playoffs, there, I genuinely agree. Like, I think the Raiders could do it because. Both they've, 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 they've got a win, they've got a win in Indy today. They've, lo- they've looked consistent, and Indy have looked wildly inconsistent. And so, it's... yeah, Indy could turn up and win that one, but I could easily see them scoring like eight points. It would be hilarious. <laughs> I'd absolutely laugh my tits. My gut feeling says that the Colts probably get it done, but on form, they won't. I, yeah. think, I, just, think, I just think they're better, and that. You don't have the it Texans getting in. I don't have the Texans getting in. I mean, it, it, again, there it's it's Texans versus Indianapolis in week eighteen. And I kind of think the Colts at home, uh, the Texans, they're stuttering as well. It's yeah. I mean that that could, that, that could be a winning in game. That could be a winning in game itself. Houston Indy in in week eighteen. Uh, there's there's there are all sorts of permutations there and. The Jags now. This this is this to me is. It, I don't know if interesting is the right word. We're a we're a podcast that covers <laughs> the NFL in in nerdy detail, but the you Pat, need to without, tell other people to slag us off. Let's not do it ourselves. Fine. Yeah, yeah, for it, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. You don't you don't get around the NFL having the kind of conversations that we did last week, do you? So we are what we are. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville, for want of a better word, have looked woeful in recent weeks. And word. it's you sort of wonder now that you've we've seen you've seen teams limp into the playoffs every year in, in some shape or form. They're starting to remind me a little bit of Tennessee a year ago, where we just went on a complete slide from basically being a shoe surefire playoff team halfway through the season to then just couldn't couldn't stop a losing streak. Now I still think I still think Jacksonville make it in, and it's partly because their last two games are against Carolina and Tennessee. But you've got to you've got to do something to sort this out. And I don't I don't know. Trevor's obviously not not playing well. Uh, he's not alone in that. Uh, it's the the problem. Is he injured? Like more than we think he is. I think he's, he's behind a three turnstiles in the interior offensive line, which isn't helping him. Uh, Vita Vey are absolutely game wrecked us this week. And when you have a man in your face and another man around your ankles every other play, it's really hard to get a drive going, is what we've found out. And that shouldn't really be a surprise. That's got to be a worry against. Wait, do you play? Oh, no, you don't play Indy. You play the, the Carolina, Titans. Carolina, and Tennessee. So you might be all right in that front because I don't think the pass rush is. Interior, I'd be worried against DeForest Buckner, but not so much. Have you got much of an interior on on the Titans' defense? I don't remember seeing. Yeah, we we we. I'm yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're paying attention to this. We we have uh, the wrecking ball that is Jeffrey Simmons, but he's he's probably not going to be playing. He's, I thought he he's played outside. I thought he played um, on the exterior rather than interior more. He's he's everywhere. Okay, he's one of those. Isn't he? um, but he, yeah, he's he's not going to be playing, which which will help. But we've still like, largely our pass rush has mostly been okay. 
Um, I'd, yeah, Jacksonville still surely a better team, that's, and that's what it should boil down to. But ultimately, you, I think you're going to have to win both those games, Pat. Um, yeah, and, and I looked at it about five weeks ago, and could see us finishing third in the division because the Colts were in really good form, and obviously the Texans Damon... were in really good form before Stroud went down, and we were looking like shit, and we stayed as shit, but they've dropped down to being as shit. So. One of the teams in this division, you know, we were talking a while back about three teams out of the division might make it. Now it looks like one of them is going to fall over the line and be embarrassed by somebody in the playoffs. And, you know, that's what happens in a division once once a season. It's been but it weird still be two. everywhere, though. Yeah, I think it will be two. Because I think, well, just the way, going back to the, the playoff machine, um, it's the way the tiebreakers fall. I think if... If Jacksonville fail to win both those games, then it's only one from the division gets in, and then probably Cincinnati might in, in, instead. This is the way it falls. I don't know about the tiebreakers, but I could genuinely see the Texans winning both their last two games, and I don't well, know if, whether that if they do, them. it does hmm. put them in, but not right. not as division winners. So I think that's still in that's still in the Jags' hands. I think. Yes, yes. So, we have the tiebreaker as things stand. So if we go unbeaten, which would be a stretch, but, you know, I mean, if they can't beat the Panthers, they don't deserve a play of faith because the Panthers have picked up about seven not good enough for the Jaguars players and they're giving them game time. So <laughs> if you can't beat your own cast-offs, what can you do? I don't, I hope for you, that this isn't stealing your one-sentence preview, who I th- must be rich because I've already done that. Um, <laughs> the... Do you, Pat, you must find that particular matchup immense because it's only every four years immensely satisfying in the 1995 expansions team bowl. Like I always, oh, it's yeah. one of those that you always notice. I think they're they're always sort of together, like the the Panthers and the and the Jags. And in another at a sliding doors moment, you could have been a Panthers fan, I guess. <laughs> yes, or indeed a Pats fan if I'd gone by the other name. But then I would have been a very different oh. person and I probably had to burn my own house down. Um, I can't no, imagine it's, liking it's... you if you were. <laughs> it would be a juicier prospect if either side was playing football that was good. But without that, you're going to be looking for, you know, the odd highlight play. I'm sure Brian Burns will do something very exciting and uh, ruin Trevor Lawrence's face at some point. And we might see some Chubba Hubbard running over some defensive backs because uh, our off defence is patchwork. But I'm not expecting a fun, high-quality game of football to watch. It's not going to be for the purists. Uh, Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) I do think it's going to be... I do think it's going to be a very entertaining play out of that division. Just just because the, the chaos factor is so high in almost every single one of those teams that anything could happen. Yeah, there's chaos everywhere. Uh, absolutely is. And <laughs> I mean, it's not just that division, is it? But no, you know, no, no. It feels particularly high in the AFC South. It feels like it's the AFC is just more complicated in in that respect. It's just there's so many things that that can still happen. Well, you mentioned the NFC North. They those teams generally have turned to absolute dust in the last few weeks <laughs> and have fallen off a cliff, and so. That was the bit that was interesting was yeah, how many yeah, of those yeah. teams and which of those teams and they just all of them like Green Bay have uh, shit now or seem to be shit now you know the Vikings have lost again the Lions have taken control of that division and I mean the Bears are a fun with Fields back but they were never going to make any kind of splash anyway they're they're too just... much work to do they're doing they're helping 
they're helping our draft pick teams like yeah. that if they keep winning. <laughs> oh, that's well, fine. you know, they've got the Panthers draft pick, so they can afford to drop a couple of spaces that's, with their own. That's true. That's, <laughs> good, that's a good point. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just bonkers. Uh, the 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 Chiefs are going to limp in despite looking very un- unconvincing. The uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, the the Jags at four. Yeah, Buffalo are looking good now, despite yeah, despite kind of limping their way, limping their way against the Chargers. We get swept um, up in Mark's emotional roller coaster about the Bills, don't we? A little, <laughs> little bit, a little bit. They've been and a good get... team all season. They were a good injured team for a little while, and then they've come back it's, again. That yeah, winning cat, winning Arrowhead, did it. That 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 got them back on track, and the 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 Broncos have got to be kicking themselves. That's one that that opportunity was almost there for them. And then they go. And now they're behind the Raiders. Bed. And now they're exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that feels gonna... like that feels like a we're going to blow it all up from a roster perspective uh, organization right now. Well, Russell Wilson's getting benched because um, they I... want to keep him healthy so they can offload him in the off season, which I think still leaves them with a ridiculous amount of dead cap, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I think was... Peyton knows he's in for the long haul, so he can do what he wants and he's hang got... the short term. He's got to be in for the long haul because the, the picks that they gave up for him are impacting them. The dead cap from if this doesn't work out with Russell hurts them. Like they could be like cast adrift for two or three seasons before they can get anything right there. It's a long road back for all weary Broncos fans. Yeah, Someone they like to switch teams. Imagine that. <laughs> well, the thing is, as well, it's not just you're going to have a load of dead cap for Russell. It's who's going to trade for him right now? What are you going to even get for him if you try and trade him somewhere else in the NFL? I'm sure someone will give up some some draft capital for him, but you're not getting anywhere near what you gave up for him. No, you've no chance. Uh, you, you can. You can just tell almost immediately that him and Sean Payton, it wasn't going to work. <laughs> he needs he needs like a Sean McVay head coach. He needs some young, funky, down with the kids dude, which weirdly, um, oh, brain fart, uh, Pete Carroll has a bit of that cool, uncool <laughs> vibe to him that meant yeah, that he was able so. to manage. Whereas Sean, Mc, uh, not Sean McVay, Payton is not cool uncle. Payton is the angry shouty drunk in the corner at christmas uncle that yeah. everyone's a bit scared of yeah used to be in the army he's got a bit of residual uh we don't like to talk about going on right the background. <laughs> uh, just don't I've ask always... you about career <laughs> i was gonna say i've always been a fan of sean payton that you sort of when somebody like belichick at the pats where somebody's just worked with an exceptional quarterback for so long uh, you find out what they really like when they get another gig. Well, I I still think there's an element of we we won't really know until and if he's allowed to rebuild that that franchise and that roster in his own image as to whether he can make it work. Mm. Um, the 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 Broncos just were enthralled to Elway for such a long time with oh this guy can definitely pick us a quarterback who's going to lead us into the promised land. And now it feels like okay, we genuinely are in a situation where we need to we need to trust someone else instead. And they've they've clearly gone they've clearly gone with Peyton as the guy. And who knows if it will be the case? But we won't know for another three or four seasons. 
don't think anybody he's, thought I think he did he's the... hurting them more than he's helping them right now. And maybe that's helping them by getting the better draft picks, and maybe that's the goal. But well, they've given their draft picks away for him, so it doesn't help them. It's it's <laughs> a weird one for me. And I don't know, like if you had a young up and comer you wanted to see whether he was the one to take you forward long term, then it's a move that makes sense this close to the end of the season. Still it ain't that. So <laughs> what's the you sure? <laughs> Well, no, it's literally keep it keep Russell from getting injured because I think there's even more money in an injury settlement coming his way if wow. they then get rid of him. It's I mean it's just mm. a, a it's the problem of it, it there's got to be a way of getting away from getting players paid I'm all for but when you have a situation like this that absolutely screws your cap situation for a long time like the Denver Broncos could be a three win in three years team based on if they have to trade him away and then work out how they get under the cap. Yeah. It's not, it's not a quick process when they've got those, those two things hanging over them, is right. it? And then that's just shit for your product mm. for the NFL generally. Yeah. But you, you, this is, you've got to punish teams for making these going all in choices and they're not working. You can't just have no consequences. I'm I'm with you. Uh, I just I I don't mind it being consequences when it comes to things like draft capital, but if it's so much cap, because the problem is it's that balance, right? Players should get more of their contracts guaranteed because the injury rates are so high in the NFL that someone just being able to be cast adrift once you know once they get to that point of uh, of not having like that you know you get an ACL injury or a uh, a running back who gets a, an Achilles injury and they're never the same again, and you just cut them and they get no money is really shit. When they'd signed, I don't know, a fifteen million deal a year before the before the injury. Um, but the more you guarantee contracts, the more you're screwed trying to deal mm-hmm. with the cap if something goes wrong. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, ultimately you can't have it both ways, and. If you want to have a salary cap, which we do, I think yeah, nobody nobody wants rid of the salary cap as a thing. No. Um, so you've you've got to you've got to kind of accept that these things happen from time to time. And that that trade for Russell Wilson, it was you felt I think we all felt that that was a really good move from them. Like it, it was like potentially the... a, that that piece of the, the jigsaw. Their mistake yep. was probably getting Hackett, maybe. But even then, we've seen this year that Hackett wasn't necessarily as much of a problem as had been made out to, you know, Wilson is is a large chunk of the issue there. And even though he's not played that badly, it almost feels like his team, he's so unlikable that people aren't, like, his teammates don't get behind him. You've only got to look at some of the stuff that's come out from his ex-teammates at Seattle who owe a ring to that franchise at that time who are like the guys are fucking bellend and do not have his back yeah that's interesting it's uh, they've got better yeah. body language than the receivers in Pittsburgh though good god are <laughs> <laughs> oh, we going there are we I just I think like uh, maybe it's just that one clip of well it's not just that one clip but there's a the clip of Pickings blocking where he just kind of vaguely puts a hand out towards the guy and then the play ends further away from him and Deontay 
Johnson's been nearly as bad, just like taking place, shrugging his shoulders and standing and doing nothing. And I get that the way the offence has been run there would grind you down, particularly as a wide receiver when you're just not getting any ball and being frustrated and scoring, winning like 10-3 and stuff. But I don't know, you're a multi-million dollar athlete, mate. Think about how you're going to look. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the concept of wide receivers not enjoying blocking the shit out of people downfield. <laughs> it's fucking wonderful watching some of the Niners stuff. Oh, oh the yeah. Blocks, the block uh, from I, Warren this week, it's another Pittsburgh one. He just steamed, sort of steamrolled the guy on the little jet sweep. That was beautiful. <laughs> it's the, Steelers. the Steelers could finish the season nine and eight with a winning record and still not make the playoffs, right? Because they've got the Ravens to finish with. Although, actually, that might work in their favour. They might finish 10 who and 7. Got, so, who have they got this week? The Seahawks. Because mm-hmm. they could beat the Seahawks. They're, they're, they're both that franchise that you just don't know. And it could go yeah. either way. And that feels like a real horrible, dirty arm wrestle of a game. Um, but then they come into the final week of the season. And assuming the Ravens win this week they've got the number one seed wrapped up and probably only have like yeah, that's... one or two series with their starters. Pittsburgh, regardless of that, Pittsburgh have got to win both those games and I don't think they're winning either, ultimately. No. So, yet, a, yet, yet another theory. Like, it's possible. Yeah, they can, they, can, <laughs> they can still sneak in. It's just how bonkers this that conference is. And I don't think we've done a great job of unpicking it, but I don't think we can. I don't think we can do oh, a better it's... It's mad, but it's it's brilliant. It'll be fun. It's really nice to have that. What ten teams could make it into the playoffs going into the last two yeah. weeks of the season, rather than everything yeah, sort of being sewn up. up. Scott Hansen's got his work cut out on that final <laughs> Sunday. I do hope so. <laughs> he does. He does do a better job than anybody else could at taking you through all that stuff and trying to work out. And the NFL do, to be fair, do quite a good job of trying to simplify it by scheduling the right games at the same time or the relevant games at the same yeah. time so you kind of make which also makes it fair there'll be i think right. there's, there's going to be like a saturday night football game again like there was last year and i think just one game yeah i think so but they, they, if you look at the schedule now it just says all they're all sunday games um, i thought they all had to be sunday games because otherwise it screws the fans over i don't but well maybe they the nfl did. doesn't give a shit they moved. Fans in the stadiums don't count. <laughs> all, You're all not they watching do is the adverts. We don't care. I think it's the first time they did it was last year, and it was a, it was our game, Pat. That was a Saturday night. Um, ES, ESPN had the Saturday night game, and it was obviously they picked a game that didn't have any other ramifications, so it was just a win and in game. And so, which but, is which is what you'd want, really. It's fine if it's just two teams that are going head to head for whoever wins this makes it. Yeah, in. because it wouldn't be fair. Because then you... they give a shit. <laughs> also true. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair if you had a you get you then gave a team that played on Sunday an advantage because of knowing what happened right. or something. So or or equally knowing that you've already gone out, so you just don't bother playing. Well, uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Effort. That's yeah. There's all sorts of which things. which could have knock on effects elsewhere. I mean, the whole thing. I I just I think playing as many of the games that impact each other at the exact same time slot. It's like when you have World Cup games where it's like one team plays earlier and the other teams just sort of knock the ball around in a one-all draw because they know that it gets them both through. 
well they've they've the last many many world cups i think since that fix in 1982 they've had them at the same (laughs) they've had them at the same time for the same yeah the same reason i i'd love the idea that they they have to schedule a saturday night game and it gets the nfl suddenly find themselves in a predicament where there isn't like a one win and in game without consequences so they have to just put i don't know like washington against the new york giants in that slot because they've got nothing else (laughs) oh my god i mean they're not imagine if it's like the vegas raiders lose this weekend can't make it in and it's them against the chargers or something Jets, oh. I'm just looking at the Obviously schedule. They hate Jets, each Patriots. Other and you get that stick. Jets, Patriots would be amazing. <laughs> I would love it if they put that that in that time spot. Um, we should go back to Scott Hansen though, because I realised watching at the weekend, one of the things struck me that I hadn't really thought about before, but I do always appreciate with him is he's a man who is not afraid to try and bring you all the information, but also recognize if he gets something wrong and very clearly clarify what he got wrong and tell you what the actual thing was so that you know, rather than just pretending that he never made a mistake. And I really appreciate that in a modern commentator because so many of them (laughs) would just try and bang on that they were right and just breeze over it. And those people can fuck off. Right, who's not going to make a mistake doing that show? Right. And yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. totally owns it when that happens and you you couldn't i don't think you could do anything else in that role because you just get like you'd just become unpopular and you'd piss mm. people off if you tried to bullshit your way through these things it just wouldn't it wouldn't wash with your reputation um, it's increasingly rare in like sports journalism that the people who are there are in it because they love the sport and want to promote the sports people and not to promote themselves you see a lot more of that Increasing as a percentage, so it's refreshing to see people like Scott who are just there to get the sport across. Yeah, there's one other thing that I noticed from the weekend. Sorry, now that we're on to random shit, uh, the very back That's end of, of the Chiefs game <laughs> where they cut to uh, Mrs. Patrick Mahomes and uh, uh, Taylor Swift looking incredibly sad with one of them in tears <laughs> just as the broadcast was finishing like the last shot of the well, entire the spon- thing well, the sponsors are on the screen yeah that? <laughs> that was so funny oh like, I, someone I'm was reveling in that so sick of any travis kelsey play and it just cuts <laughs> to her. i'm so fucking sick of it yeah well, they, if they continue to be bad and manage to go one and done in the playoffs then maybe she'll dump him and fuck off just I mean, I don't, I was, I just entertainment don't... media. Like, I have nothing against her. It's the crossover thing of the NFL being obsessed with her that I have a problem with. Yeah, yeah, no, same, same. It's not personal. Just we don't need to see her every single time. Every time it's a Kelsey touch of the ball, we don't really like. We've seen it. We know. We. I, oh, I don't think we're alone <laughs> in this. No. Um, Which it makes it more bonkers that they can continue to just push that narrative. Oh, it's it's like oh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Let's go to bring it back else. to things we like rather than yes, things please. we hate. Um, towards the end of the Dolphins Cowboys game, there was a play which appealed to my little nerdy heart. There was two defensive pass interference penalties on the same play: one in the end zone, 
and one at the half yard line. So they enforced the one further back because the one in the end zone would have been enforced at the one and the one at the half yard line was enforced at the half yard line. And that's just such a little lovely niche frisson. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I also enjoyed the fact that the commentary team very succinctly but clearly explained what was happening and why they had accepted the one outside the end zone. I appreciate it because I understood it, but I could imagine a lot of fans being like, what the fuck are they doing? Why? It's Why is... We don't even know. <laughs> it should be. Oh, that's that's an off-season conversation. Waiting to not <laughs> waiting for us to forget and not do. But like the idea, like the debate about maybe like a penalty try in rugby of something so blatant. But why is it the one rather than the half? Like it should be. It should be the half, really, shouldn't it? It, it should be like the, the tip the, of the, the ball. Tip one of the ball should be yeah, yeah, exactly that. It should be as close to the end of the line before it's broken as they can possibly get. There Although two... the Eagles, the Eagles center would then push it well over the line before snapping the ball. <laughs> yeah, there were cut two or three games that ended with a field goal, like literally the last kick. Where and I love, I love clock, the clock management of that. I think the the Packers did it as well, or like if it wasn't the actual last kick, as good as where you manage that final situation with the timeouts so you just like there's just a couple of seconds left when you, you're kicking the game winner so you can't even get like there might have been a kickoff or like a, a snakes and ladders play but that's it and you just you, yeah, you like five that, seconds left. where the, the the number of times you know, it's satisfying when you haven't left the team with 50 seconds and you're just risking <laughs> it just for the sake of yeah good good cock management we need more of that if you're really lucky, like Bill Belichick, the opposition head coach will take two timeouts for you to extend your final drive and get you into field goal range <laughs> and then blame his quarterback for it. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't it? It was the Jets as well. The Jets managed one, which is impressive given how they've been this year. I did enjoy Russ laughing at the Jets uh, getting stomped by the, the, the command or the fact that the commanders looked like they were going to come back and win that game. And then later on, the Broncos got stomped. <laughs> Very amusingly, mildly karmic. I, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that the commanders have managed to not meet their lowly season expectations. Because, like, I've expected nothing, and you've been worse. I don't. It's mad. But then again, I guess they traded away their pass rush, which was part of their uh, strength. Is yeah. is Rivera still in a job there? Because I stopped yes. paying attention, but I think he is. Which is they got rid bonkers. of their DC, having traded away some of his best players, which is a bit harsh. And now yeah. Rivera is mm. calling the defense because Del Rio's gone. I mean that that whole thing. I assume that that will be a let's blow it all up off season for them again. Yeah, uh, they'll but, get it wrong again because well that's... they they've got different ownership now, so maybe maybe there'll be a little bit of a breath of fresh air there. But I'm not holding my breath. No. Bad franchises find a way to stay bad pretty much, he says. <laughs> and they are a bad sadly. franchise. Maybe they'll just change their name again. <laughs> just go back to We've the We've never Redskins. lost any games. We're the Washington Silly Nammies. Um, any other NFL business? <laughs> uh, I particularly enjoyed the story that came out today of Jay Alexander, who, despite not being a team <laughs> captain for the Green Bay Packers, who apparently rotate their captains week in, week out. So whichever three wander out at the start for the coin toss can be different every week. Uh, but he decided to join the three that were going out 
because he he suggests that he did it because he's from Carolina, so he was allowed to go out because he's from there. Uh, but he'd made that decision himself without bothering to consult anyone. <laughs> Went out, called it, called the uh, the coin toss, got it right, and then said they wanted to be on on defense. Which, of course, if you don't defer, that does allow the other team to then defer themselves and get the ball on offense both ways. Fortunately for him, his head coach had already given the refs a heads up as to what he wanted to do, and they checked, and they actually did defer. But, like, what a fucking idiot. And he's now been suspended by the Packers for a game for doing it. <laughs> I didn't know anything about this. detrimental to the team. <laughs> that is incredible. Such a moron. It's Defensive players are idiots. It is a ludicrous technicality, that though. Like it should the refs should say, actually do you ask wanna, them, do you want to nonsense? Yeah, like, the refs should ask them, do you want to defer or do you want to be on offense or defense? And then it's very clear no, to the just, players. Just one or the other. Just one or the other. Do you want to be on offense yeah. and defense? And the opposite will happen in the second half. I don't know why it needs to be any different. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Um, and then the, the whoever doesn't win that choice gets to decide which end they kick from. Yeah. If we're going to get into really another level of nerd here, is that some <laughs> some games the second and third quarters they're going the same way as each other, and some games they're not. And I don't know why that is. You want to kick towards the cop, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do wonder, like sometimes because most of the action with kicking and stuff is going to happen in the second and fourth quarters. And if, if it's a really windy day, then there's an advantage. So in a game where the first and third, you're going in the same direction, you want, you'd want to have the wind with the second and fourth, surely. Like it, it, it's always surprising that that can happen when, but if you have the second and third quarters, the teams going in the same direction, it kind of evens that out. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the kind of conversation that people aren't tuning into other podcasts for. They're not. Dan, <laughs> again, they're not having this on the around the NFL, um, and more for them. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I don't have anything else. I didn't pick up any of the random shit this week because, oh, right. like you, I've only watched probably half the games, other than all the stuff that was on Red Zone. Fair enough. Oh. Uh, Thingy, what's his name? Uh, Tam- uh, Tampa Bay receiver is a bit good. Mike Evans, that grab in the end zone was unreal. We've yeah. had a few amazing catches this week. Chark, Chark had one. Yeah, I just that was that was nice. Um, yeah, there there's some decent decent receivers about. Um, and it's funny how I like I like Mike Evans has been. It's probably best part of 10 years he's been in the NFL and he's still still playing at that high level he's maybe not got he, he enjoyed Todd Brady for a couple of years didn't he but he probably had more success with like Fitzpatrick or Winston wanging it to him um, <laughs> there's a big man over there I'm just gonna throw it at him hope that he can go up and get it yeah well that's always been his strength Thanks, Mike uh, yeah yeah he'll bail he will bail you out but, yeah Baker and now he's got and now he's got Baker so yeah brilliant <laughs> <laughs> the boys fine, yeah. Especially right, weirdly. Yeah, they're 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 making the playoffs. Yeah. Who are they gonna so play? If they play if they play the Eagles or the Cowboys, they'll be gone week first week. They're not the, that good. That's who it's likely to be. 
is that they'll be the fourth seed if yeah. they make it, and they'll yeah, exactly. It's probably Dallas. So, oh well. Da- Dallas, I like to joke about, but they will beat the they'll beat the Bucks if they play they them too. in the wild card. But one sentence previews we we have got there. Let's start with I don't know when all these games are. There's it's that type of year. <laughs> a lot of them are New Year's Eve. So if you if your plans are like mine, you will spend midnight on New Year's Eve watching watching NFL. And, uh, here we are. We'll start with New York Jets at Cleveland. The Jets only have draft position to play for, so this is probably when the Flacco implosion happens to give them a second win in a row. <laughs> Detroit at Dallas. The Lions and Cowboys basically just playing for playoff seedings. What a world we live in. Miami at Baltimore. Battered and bruised old school hardball coaching versus the shiny, geeky new school McDaniels approach. Love you, Mike, but I know where my money is for this one. New England at Buffalo. Buffalo got to win this one, right? Right? You would hope. Um, Atlanta at Chicago. Atlanta could win this by three scores or put up no points and get stomped, so this will probably be a tie. Tennessee at Houston. The Titans have a huge say in who falls over the line to win the AFC South and wins the opportunity to embarrass themselves in the playoffs. <laughs> Las Vegas at Indianapolis. I think I've kind of covered this. <laughs> that This actually could be a win and in game in the penultimate week. Colts should have enough at home against the Raiders, but, well, the Chiefs didn't. Carolina at Jacksonville. This bounce-back game for the Jags is so bouncy that if this was the 90s, it would be starring on Baywatch. <laughs> LA Rams at New York Giants the Giants are weirdly dangerous at the moment but with the Rams facing the Niners in week 18 they really need to find a way in this one Arizona at Philadelphia only Eagles fans will bother watching past the end of the first quarter New Orleans at Tampa Bay Tampa looks slightly competent which is more than enough to win both this game and the NFC South uh, San Francisco at Washington. Straightforward get-right game for the Niners, surely. Pittsburgh. I oh know you won't think so. Pittsburgh at <laughs> Seattle. Two grizzled old veteran head coaches go head-to-head in the scrape the playoffs but go no further bowl. I'll call Tomlin that. Carol, definitely. Not, not Tomlin. <laughs> um, I hope I end up as grizzled as Carol. He looks better than me now. <laughs> <laughs> LA Chargers at Denver. Stick versus Stidham. Who's watching? Cincinnati at... It is Stick, right? I think I've lost track. Cincinnati, <laughs> no, it is. At, yeah, Cincinnati at Kansas City. It would put the cat amongst the pigeons beautifully if the Bengals win this one and the Chiefs offense misfired last week, so it's surprisingly plausible. <laughs> I haven't even thought of that. Oh, God. Oh, and finally, Green Bay at Minnesota. Two babyface first-time head coaches go head-to-head in the scrape the playoffs but go no further bowl. Part two. Yeah, both of those teams could miss out. Anyway, there we go. We're done. <laughs> oh, um, time for a beer, probably. But we'll we'll get there. We'll get through any other business first. Rich, I'm starting with you for no particular reason. Hodlers are fucking exhausting, aren't they? Yes. So I've just spent Christmas uh, at my parents' place because I always go back there being a single old man. 
Um, my mum, I think, would kill me if I tried to go abroad for it. Um, so, yeah, I pop back a week before Christmas because I'm working remote at the moment, so I can do that anywhere I want. Uh, and it's always nice to spend time with them. Uh, and then uh, Christmas Day rolled round, and my sister and her husband had decided that they would do Christmas Eve at home and then come on Christmas morning and arrive around lunchtime. Um, and they rocked up with a three-year-old who, well, he's not quite three, he's three in about two weeks, but, you know, that age, who mm. bounced off all the walls, caused complete chaos, threw things all over the place, was an absolute angel and a devil, all within about 20 seconds of each other, uh, was thoroughly entertained, me, entertaining and reminded me why I won't, don't, won't have kids of my own. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, love, love the nephews and niece when they're around, but just happy to give them back when they start being a giant pain in the ass. Four hours of being a climbing fronted off, right? I don't have the patience for that shit. I don't know how you lot put up with it. Well, not you, Pat, but you, Adam, and the rest of the pricks that aren't here. Yeah, they might have passed that that stage, but there are <laughs> there are other stages. <laughs> I'd imagine the requirement the for patience doesn't go away. No, no, it does. It does not. Um, I'll go. Uh, Pat, go next. All right. Um, I got a jigsaw for Christmas. And I like humble, jigsaws. Humble brag. And it's got wildlife <laughs> on it. And I like wildlife. Oh, I was going to ask the, the, the uh, garage tool or the uh, table-based puzzle that you <laughs> clarified before I could. The table-based puzzle. Why have I that? It's actually floor-based at this point, but um, <laughs> we'll see where we go. Yeah, Photoshop or programs of that ilk have ruined jigsaws because before it would either be a nice photo or a nice drawing that... They've been cut up and then you build it, you know how jigsaws work. And this one is like <laughs> five random pictures of llamas stuck in front of a mountainside, which has had Machu Picchu stuck onto it. And it's just like <laughs> the ugliest thing. So I'm building this while thinking, I, I, you've got all the constituent parts of a thing that I like, but somehow ruined it with the choice of this monstrosity. <laughs> so ideally, it would have been five jigsaws that you were given all separate. And then you'd been just, okay. Just a nice picture would have been fine, but I don't know. And it's only going to get worse with AI art as well. But art, llamas with seventeen fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be proper creepy and shit. Um, so yeah, so that's fun. Also, if you find yourself driving in the third lane of four on the M1 doing sixty-eight miles an hour, and people are overtaking you in the fourth lane, and no one's in the second lane, and people driving seventy are overtaking you in the inside lane, stop driving like such a cunt. Yes, agreed. Oh, the, I love I love a Pat Seabon when it happens. The, the, the and, rarity. And They're oh, coming, they coming driving home yesterday. That, that kind of driving is fucking annoying and so common. It's so unnecessary and so dangerous. <laughs> you are not wrong. I um jigsaws, by the way. I bought my dad a dad a jigsaw. He likes to. He's got plenty the, of time. The, tool or the tabletop the, puzzle. The, the tabletop. Wee. <laughs> there we go. The tabletop puzzle, and it's there aren't many good choices. You think you think the internet you would or Amazon or anywhere you would find loads of really good options for buying someone a jigsaw. They're all a bit rubbish. Like like you described, Pat. They're pic- generic pictures. I ended up getting in one of the, just this 
kind of cartoon, well, not cartoony sort of map of the British Isles, but sort of accurate cartoony kind of thing. And he looked at the picture on the front and the sea to the sort of southwest of Ireland and sort of west of Cornwall was marked as the Celtic Sea. Celtic Sea? Mm. Is that a thing? I've Googled it. Apparently it is a thing. I've never heard of the Celtic Sea. But that's where the Isles of Scilly is, sort of around there, apparently. There you go. But we're, we're, every day's a school day. It's like the green <laughs> zone. I never heard of the green zone until recent weeks, and suddenly that's sort of coming to the commentary. We don't need more zones. It's fine. It's just <laughs> forty yards to twenty yards. We have a number for that. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We definitely don't need that. The yeah, what's I going to say? Yeah, I'm kind of all, all Christmas related. Um, my my sister came over. She's she goes back tomorrow. She's at my dad's tonight. Anyway, another here nor there. But on Christmas Eve, she waited till we're all together, um, to deliver the bombshell that she and her family are moving. From Austria to the United Kingdom in 2024. Woo! Why? Uh, well, I didn't. I. I mean, I, I'd say she's she's not going to listen, but apparently now what I say on here gets back to her. Um, so <laughs> hi, <laughs> hi, hi, Steve. Um, <laughs> but like, it's not really like selfishly. I wasn't that happy. Uh, they're, they're oh, like, yeah, all your nice holidays are ruined. Uh, yeah, exactly. I've, and, and <laughs> to pay for Austrian hotels now. This is they're likely. So Paul, her husband's got a, a, his job's going to be in Stafford, and his but his family are from the Wirral, so they're likely going to live around there. We get to Austria more quickly than that. <laughs> are we, we going to see them? Particularly with the from... driving on the M1. Yeah, quite. <laughs> and. I don't. I, I don't want to go to the Wirral. I want to keep going to Austria. It's nice, so it's a bit selfish. You know, think of. Mm. Think of me. See if they'll see if they'll keep the house in Austria and Airbnb it. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose they don't need to be there to go out there. But, but yeah. So. Well, you could all still go. They'll just have to fly from Manchester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just meet us there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Um, so I celebrated like... prematurely on that one, much like the guy who ran back a seventy-yard fumble recovery, did the worm in the end zone, and then had it called back as an incomplete pass. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. That was so cruel. Always amazing. I mean, my my dad celebrated, and I know, I know that um, Paul's parents will because they live on the Wirral and they'll see them all the time, and they'll see their grandkids that they've that it's all been to, and so that's that's all really good, but it's not great. Sorry. I was really hoping that you were going to celebrate Please by doing... think of the Adam. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was, I was really hoping you were going to say that your dad celebrated by doing the worm in the end zone, but I presume he's <laughs> probably not that capable of it anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, he may have done the worm in the end zone back in the day, but I've never seen it. That's <laughs> why he's no longer welcome on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> There, there, there we go. Uh, I dread to think what message you're going to get back to Emily on the back of this. But uh, hi, Emily. Yeah. Tell her that. <laughs> should we go? I think we should. That's more than enough of us. I mean, who's who's listening to podcasts at this time of year? Somebody. Steve. Steve. Yeah. I mean, hi, the, Steve. the irony. The irony. If this is what he doesn't bother with, because <laughs> he's not got a commute. Um, he's got a flight back to Austria still, I assume. 
he he doesn't live there. Oh, what? Hey, oh, keep, keep up. Rich. I'm totally lost. Your fucking family tree, man. <laughs> so pay attention. I'm only going to say this once, and this is going to be the last <laughs> words of the show, and this will go. It's 1995 the... cutoff, Rich. This will go. <laughs> This will go into the music. So Steve is my sister's husband's sister's husband. There you go.